now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. How's it, everybody? Welcome to a special episode of the Command Zone Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Lee Kwai. And I'm Jordan Pridgen. Jordan is one of our writers here. I'm sure you've seen him on Extra Turns, the podcast, a lot of our ads. Jordan is uh, one of the writers on our ads, in my, fact. my mouth shows up in a lot of the ads. That's true. Cards. You're the factor fiction guy. Right, yeah. Yeah, so um, anyway, we have a special video today. We are unveiling one of the Warhammer 40K Commander Precon decks. It's a little weird because we're still in the middle of our Dominaria United set review stuff, but 40K is right around the corner. Jordan, you are sort of our local in-house 40K aficionado. I, I'm a big fan of 40K lore. Uh, me and Garav uh, play a little bit of 40K, but I mostly love the paint, lore in the book. Mostly paint the miniatures, right? Yeah, paint, put together the miniatures, and make the armies. That's that's really what playing 40K is that I've learned. Is it's mostly about painting. Yeah, yeah. Just jokes because we, we basically never play. We talk a lot about building them, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so the deck that we are going to be unveiling is called Necron Dynasties. It is a mono-black artifact creatures recursion deck. Um, if you're a 40k player and not familiar with magic, maybe we'll be able to explain that to you by the end of this. But for the magic players out there, you're going to kind of get, you know, based on that, what it is. We are going to reveal all 42 of the new cards in this deck. Yes, there are 42 of them. 42. Yeah, that's, I think, um, by far and away, the most new cards we've ever seen in a Commander Precon, and I believe all of them have a similar number, all four of them. Uh, so there's a lot to go through. Before we get into it, obviously, if you want to get your hands on this Precon or any of the 40K stuff or any of the Dominaria United stuff, Channel Fireball dot com slash command is the place to go to pick up all your magic products singles anything at all your magic players maybe your warhammer players if you're gonna buy stuff right you're gonna buy collectibles channelfireball.com slash command is the best place to go to get this stuff they have really good prices especially on sealed product because every vendor on the channel fireball marketplace is an lgs is a licensed business so they go through the wpn they have a uh, really good distributor prices uh and a really cool thing that i use all the time is if you forget to put in the affiliate link you could just type in the promo code command at checkout it also will apply uh the affiliate code for us and of course once you get the cards you want to keep them protected you want to put them into nice old Ultra Pro sleeves, deck boxes. In fact, we have the Necron Dynasties themed sleeves and deck box that Ooh, this nice. deck is in. Because, of course, uh, we use these cards for the upcoming Game Nights episode for 40K. Um, Ultra Pro really does get the licensing agreements with Wizards, so you can often theme out your deck if you have a certain commander or, or something like that, or you're in Rakdos or something and you want to theme it around that. Ultra Pro almost always has the stuff you need to theme out your entire sleeve, deck box, playmats, everything. Uh, and Ultra Pro really is the game accessories brand that Jimmy and I trust our own collections to. We have everything decked out in Ultra Pro stuff. We really do trust our cards and you know their condition to the Ultra Pro product. And Ultra Pro also has an affiliate link now. It is ultrapro.com slash command. And they have a direct-to-consumer store. They didn't used to have this. And there's all kinds of discounts on the Ultra Pro site. So if you're, especially if you're looking for stuff that's a little bit older, um, they often are marked down by a lot. So if you need binders, sleeves, deck boxes, you can often find really, really good sales. And then, of course, they always have the new stuff as well. If you are looking for, you know, if you buy one of the 40K decks and you want to put it in the deck box and everything, and you can't find it at your LGS, well, a lot of times the Ultra Pro uh, online store will have it. So again, that's ultrapro.com slash command. And of course, the final way to support all of our content is directly if you go to patreon.com slash command zone. We got lots of perks for our patrons. One of the cool perks is we let you see extra turns and game nights a day earlier than the general public. It's also ad free. And also we've been playing uh, spell table games over our discord with our patrons at certain levels. We have... Um, 
exclusive content that's only available via Patreon. Turn Talk. It's been one of the most fun things I think we've put out. Just like really seeing people kind of talk about the games a bit and the mentality. Yeah, I've been learning a lot just from watching the Turn Talks from the games I'm not even in, just to hear people's thinking and stuff like that. We did release one episode of Turn Talk on our regular channel, so you can check that out. Uh, but we have a bunch of those episodes, one for every extra turns from the last uh, you know five or six months. And uh, if you join the Patreon, you get access to all that exclusive content, you know, if you're at the correct tiers right away. So it's like six or seven videos that you just get access to. So again, patreon.com slash command zone. Okay. We've got a bunch of cards to go through. So I want to say we're getting into the main topic here. Oh, sorry. One other Patreon perk is we shout out one lucky patron every single oh, yeah. episode. And this episode is dedicated to Noah, Noah Pickens. Pickens. Noah, you rock. Oh, yeah. All right. A lot of cards to go through. So uh, Necron Dynasties. This is the deck reveal video. We are not going to be getting into card evaluation much. We just want to show you what all the cards are. Yep. Um, we will do a budget upgrade video for this deck and probably some breakdowns in like set review style videos in the future. So don't worry, we'll get our evaluation in. But here, the primary purpose is just let you know what is in this deck. So of course, we are going to show you the new cards and then we're gonna go through the stats of the deck and the reprint value as well. All right, let's start with the face commander. Jordan, do you want to you want to start with the? I don't even know how to pronounce it, which is why I want you to start. Sure. I, I mean, I'm probably going to get some of the Necron names wrong, but they're, they're not humans. They're crazy and different anyway. So. Oh, before we get into it, one of the reasons you're here is because you're a 40k right. person. What can you just give me a quick, brief explanation of in 40k terms or in lore terms? What are the Necrons? So, so the easiest way to say it is in like the the place that that like ancient mummies and stuff would have in like fantasy fiction. Right. The Necrons are in this. They're a race that was in charge of the galaxy tens of thousands of years ago and, and fought this enormous war and. Eventually, they all kind of went to sleep in these tomb worlds. And so they've just been a rumor underground throughout the galaxy for a long time. And then recently in the 40K world, they've started like waking up. So, so they're kind of like zombie mummy robots? Yeah. And, and like they basically made a deal with these weird old gods for immortality and... They are cursed to be these automatons for the most part. And we can notice when looking at them, they kind of have some Egyptian-themed iconography yep. and stuff like that. So they seem to be like, yeah, in the mummy. But it's mummies crossed with Terminator robots a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, like space skeleton Terminator robots. That's a great way to put it. Okay, cool. That is just totally explains it. Every 40K person yep. out there is going like, oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. A lot of that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also we had to do it quickly. Yeah. Okay, let's get to the cards here. Go ahead and read the uh, the main commander that's on the box. All right. So the first one is uh, Sarek, the Silent King. And this is one and three black. Uh, it is a legendary artifact creature, which there's going to be a lot of artifact creatures in this. And it is a type Necron. It has flying and it has the ability, my will be done. Whenever Sarek, the Silent King attacks, mill three cards. You may put an artifact creature card or vehicle card from among the cards milled this way into your hand. And it's a three, four. Okay, so this is the card on the box, and we should say we have the boxes here. I have the collector's edition in front of me, and you have the regular edition. The regular one. I believe the collector's edition is just, uh, it's all surge foils. Yeah, and this, the commanders are foil etched, but otherwise it's just regular. But they're not surge the foil, hunt. which is this cool texturing. Yes. Anyway, yeah. um, that is the commander on the box, so I think we know that the deck is probably themed around this one more than the other legendary creatures. There are five legendary creatures, though, and they're all mono black, so they could all be yeah. used as the commander out of the box. This one, this is, how do you say, Sarek? Yeah, Sarek. We just, for, silent we just silent, silent Z? Usually you just call him the Silent King. No, no, I meant the Z. The oh, silent. the Z? Because it's spelled S-Z-A-R-E-K-H. Silent Z, silent, silent H. Maybe it's Sazarek, the Silent King. But I, I you know what? I've mostly read it. <laughs> yeah, so you've never said <laughs> Even it Even in the lore that I've read. <laughs> okay, so it cares about artifact creatures and or vehicles and specifically recurring them from your graveyard or not recurring them. You get it back to your hand. I guess that is recurring. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next legendary creature, we're going to go in alphabetical order here for the leg legendary creatures, is... Anrakir, the Traveler, four and a black for a 4-4 four, four, legendary artifact creature Necron. It has Lord of the Pyrrhian Legions. Pyrrhian. Pyrrhian Legions. You can tell I'm not a 40k player. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Whenever uh, Anrakir attacks, you may cast an artifact spell from your hand or graveyard by paying life equal to its mana value rather than paying its mana cost. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. Very similar to Sarek in that cares about yeah. artifacts 
uh, in your graveyard, but this one is also cares about it in your hand and mm-hmm. doesn't care if the artifact is a creature, whereas Seric only works with artifact creatures and vehicles. And nice that it cheats on costs like that. That's yeah. Pretty neat. All right, up next is Illuminor Ceres, or Cezaros, maybe, depending on whether the Z is silent in these or not. And uh, that's two and a black. Legendary artifact creature Necron, and it has Secrets of the Soul, which is tap, sacrifice another creature, add an amount of black mana equal to the sacrifice creature's mana value. Oh, so sack a creature, get its mana value and mana. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, so we see some cheating of mana cost from the last one. This one doesn't care about... Um, Artifacts at all, no. only creatures. And it is a 3-3. Three, three. I didn't mention that. Obviously works on the deck because if you sacrifice an artifact creature, that will go yep. to the graveyard, which then interacts with Sarek or the other one. Uh-huh. Um, okay. The next legendary creature, the fourth one, is Imotech, the Stormlord. Two black black for a 3-3 three, three. artifact creature, legendary, Necron. It has Farron. Is that correct? Yeah. Farron? All right. Whenever one or more artifact cards leave your graveyard, create a 2-2, sorry, create two 2-2 Black Necron Warrior artifact creature tokens. So one or more artifacts leave, you get two two twos, and then it has Grand Strategist, which means at the beginning of combat on your turn, another target artifact creature you control gains plus two, plus two, and menace until end of turn. Uh, Okay, so makes tokens and pumps those tokens are other creatures and gives yeah. them Menace. And rewards you from the play stuff from the graveyard type strategy. And stuff yeah, because like things are things are uh, leaving your graveyard. Artifacts. Yep. yep. Okay. And there is one more legendary creature. It feels weird not to talk about these cards more. I, but there are 42, so we got to move kind of quickly out of this yeah. four-hour long video. We have to stop ourselves from like going into strategy for <laughs> yeah, each of these. Yeah, exactly. I would love to evaluate them. We'll do that later in other videos. This one is Trays in the Infinite. It is four black black, so six total, for a legendary artifact creature, Necron. It has Death Touch, and it is a 4-6. But it also has Prismatic Gallery. As long as Trays in the Infinite is on the battlefield, it has all activated abilities of all artifact cards in your graveyard. Okay, this really is a necrotic good. ooze for artifacts. Yeah, there's a reason this has infinite in its name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. See, definitely there are going to be a lot of ways to go infinite with Trays on the infinite. Yep. Uh, okay, very cool. So we get five new legendary creatures, all mono black, in this Commander Precon. One thing we didn't mention earlier, which we should say, if you're not aware, the Warhammer 40k Precons are completely in the world of Warhammer. They, There are going to be some reprints and things in this deck, but even the reprints and the basic lands were had to have new art so that they are, the artwork is only in the world of Warhammer 40k. So yeah. every card in this deck is a card that you've never seen the artwork before uh, because Warhammer has never crossed over into Magic before, which is pretty interesting um, and yeah. pretty cool. It keeps the whole deck themed. I mean, as you upgrade it and things like that, obviously, if you bring in cards from the larger world of Magic, it will lose that uh, <laughs> that quality. But when you take it out of the box, every card in here is in the world of Warhammer. It's pretty impressive, though. The, the reprints you'll go through and be like, wait, this is a reprint? This fits so well. Yeah, they really have, did, I think they chose a lot of the cards based on like, would it fit in the world of Warhammer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They work mechanically, but they're also kind of theme decks. All right, real quick before we get into the, that was a nice throw, it was like a boomerang. Just came where it was. Uh, before we get into the 37 cards that are not legendary creatures, we just want to do a quick breakdown for you. Of the remaining, or sorry, of the total cards, the 42 cards, 34 are artifacts including some of the artifact legendaries we just talked about. 28 of those 34 artifacts are creatures, artifact creatures. Three are vehicles, one is an equipment, and two are just regular artifacts that are not equipment vehicles or yep. creatures. And then a whopping... That's a very low number. I would have thought there would be more just like artifacts, but like they really stuck the artifact creature thing for the most part. Oh, yeah. And then there's a whopping eight non-artifacts. So only eight of the new cards in the deck are non-artifacts. Mm-hmm. Um, that's... So you can tell it's very heavy on the artifacts. It's an yeah. artifact-themed thing and mostly artifact creatures. Okay, we're going to run down the remaining 37 cards, which are all the non-legendary cards, in alphabetical order here. And once again, we are going to move a little bit quickly and not do any evaluation just so we know you want to see the cards. Yep. All right, the first one is Biotransference, two black-black for an enchantment. Creatures you control are artifacts in addition to their other types. The same is true for creature spells you control and creature cards you own that aren't on the battlefield. Whenever you cast an artifact spell, you lose one life and create a 2-2 black Necron Warrior artifact creature token. And so again, this would change your creatures in hand 
so when you cast a regular creature, you would get a 2-2, two -two, basically. Yeah. yeah. In, like, all their places, which is pretty neat. I hope we get all the rules right as we're going through this. Sorry if yeah. we don't. We'll, we'll try. There are we'll new cards, and so we, we can. can't look up the things online. So, yep. <laughs> the next is Canoptech uh, Scarab Swarm. Uh, this is for four colorless, an artifact creature insect. Uh, it is flying, and it has feeder mandibles. What when is power and toughness? It is a 1-1. One, one. Four mana 1-1. One, one. Four mana 1-1. One, one. With flying. Uh, it has feeder mandibles. When Canoptech Scarab Swarm enters the battlefield, exile target player's graveyard. For each artifact or land card exiled this way, create a 1-1 one, one colorless insect artifact creature token with flying. All right, so it's graveyard hate that will create 1-1 one, one flyers. That's or you cool. can get rid of your own graveyard if you've got a bunch. Oh, yeah, you're like, oh, I yeah. just, that seems maybe like you wouldn't want to do it if you're going to recur it. But if you had a lot, it might be worth it. Yeah, yeah, if you're making like, I don't know, 10 or 11 things, whatever. That takes the edge off the four mana 1-1 one, one part. Yeah. Okay, it's canoptic. Canoptic. It's like canoptic jars, like Egyptian, but with a little tech at the end. I noticed there's about four or five cards that have canoptic as part of it. Do you know what that is in the, the Necron world? That's like the technology that that they use to like preserve themselves. Their that's their mummy technology. Their tomb world technology. Okay. And stuff. The next one is canoptic spider. Five mana for a four four spider with flying. Wait, it's a flying spider? Yeah. Okay. It has... <laughs> this is sci-fi, man. Wow. And it's a robot spider, too. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it has Fabricator Claw Ray, which is whenever another non-token artifact creature or vehicle enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. Nice. Very simple. All right. This next one is uh, four colorless, and it is an artifact creature insect that is a 4-3. It has vigilance. What's it called? It is called Canoptic Tomb Sentinel. <laughs> I gotta get the order of these yeah, cards. You really want to start with the name of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, it has the ability Exile Cannon. When Canoptic Tomb Sentinel enters the battlefield from a graveyard, exile up to one target non land permanent. And then it also has Unearth Seven. Okay, so it's removal. Yeah, but only when you play it from the graveyard. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you play it, hope it oh, dies, or you sack it, and then you unearth it, and it's removal. Yeah, exactly. When you first play it, it's just a 4-3 Vigilance, Vigilance. Or 4. All right, the next one is our last Canoptic card. It's Canoptic Wraith. Three mana for a 3-1 artifact creature, Wraith. Has Wraith form, which means it can't be blocked. And then it has, oh boy, oh, Transdimensional Scout. I thought that was going to be a difficult word, but I know the word Transdimensional. <laughs> when uh, Canoptic... Wraith deals combat damage to a player. You may pay three and sacrifice it. If you do, search your library for up to two basic land cards with the same name as a land you control. Put them onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. Interesting. So this one is trying to be a Burnished Heart kind of deal. Yeah, but... And try, you know, uh, the type of card that maybe could see play in the greater world of Commander. Really needs to be monocolored, it feels like it, though. Well, this one is. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, like, because it has to get lands of the same right, it has to get a basic, basically. Yeah. It can only get a as basic. As long as you have a basic, app, yeah, but, yep. Okay, next one. All right. Chronomancer is the next one. This is one in a black for an artifact creature, Necron Wizard. It is a 1-1, one, one. Uh, but it is, a, it is flying and has atomic transmutation, which is one in tap, sacrifice another artifact, draw a card. Seems pretty solid. And then unearth two in a black. So I'm getting that Unearth is one of the themes of this deck. We've seen it yep. a couple times already. It makes sense. You want to sack artifacts you want them to go to the graveyard by mill or whatever. Being able to get them back and get some usage is good. Um, okay, cool. The next one is Convergence of Dominion. It's three mana for an artifact. This is one of the no this is one of the two regular artifacts in the deck. Mm -hmm. Or sorry, that are in not in the deck, that are in the new cards. Right. Uh, in the deck. Yep. It has dynastic command node. As long as you control your commander. Activated abilities of cards in your graveyard cost two less to activate. So unearth, for example. Right. This effect can't reduce the mana in that ability's activation cost to less than one mana. So it's sort of like training grounds. And then it has a second ability, which is translocation protocols. You pay three, tap this convergence of dom Dominion, and mill three cards. Cool. Works with everything so yep. far. Yep. Puts things makes in the graveyard, sense. makes their abilities cheaper from there. Yep. Next up is Cryptek, which is three and a black. This is an artifact creature, Necron Wizard. Uh, it is a 3-3, three, three, and it has the ability one and a black and tap it. Choose another target artifact creature you control. When that creature dies this turn, return it to the battlefield tapped under your control. 
Cool. That works really well with the sacrifice cards. Boy, I'd really like to do that to a scrap trawler. Yeah, right? <laughs> that seems a little, yeah, that seems good. Yeah, like a worm coil engine or something, <laughs> oh, too. Just keep making more. Yeah. That seems quite good. Mm -hmm. All right, the next one is Crypto Thrall. Four mana for a 3-3 artifact creature construct. Other artifact creatures you control have hexproof. Nice. Nice, yeah. Up next is a flayed one. This is a uh, two and a black. It's got like human flesh all over it, weirdly enough, or some sort of flesh. It robot, is an, As robot mummies do. Yeah, like they do. <laughs> um, artifact creature, Necron. It is a 4-1. It has lifelink. And then it has flesh flare. When flayed one enters the battlefield, mill three cards. So nice. I kind of like that as a four one with lifelink because they're going to be incentivized to block it. You actually want your artifact creatures yeah. to die. Then it goes into your graveyard, gains you a little bit of life. Yeah. Kind of cool. All right. The next card is a vehicle. It is ghost arc four mana for a three, three artifact vehicle with flying. It has crew two and it has an ability called repair barge. Whenever ghost arc becomes crude, each artifact creature card in your graveyard gains unearth three until end of turn. Whoa. Wow, that's pretty good. And that's pretty good with that card we read earlier. Yeah, that feels great. That, that Cryptek. No, no. No, uh, the Convergence, the convergence of, Dominion. of Dominion. Sorry, that reduces the cost. Of, all of a sudden, if you had those two things, everything, everything would, have would have unearth, unearth one. one. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> lord. That's a combo. That's crazy. Pretty cool. Okay, what's all the right. next one? Up next is Hexmark Destroyer. It is four and two black. So hex and six cost seems like that's a whole thing. And it is a 6-6. Six, six. It is an artifact creature, Necron. It has multi-threat eliminator. Hexmark Destroyer can't be blocked except by six or more creatures. Hmm. <laughs> and then it has unearth for four black black. So just a lot of sixes on uh on this card. It reminds me of that, uh, what is it? Is it Attack of the Clones where Obi-Wan has to fight that guy that can oh, hold yeah. like a million General lightsabers? Grievous? Yeah, it reminds He's me of Grievous a little bit. Yeah. Yep. All right, the next card is, uh, is that Locust? Locust? Yeah, I, I think it's just pronounced like Locust. But it's spelled L-O-K-H-U-S. Locust. Heavy Destroyer. Mm -hmm. One black, black, black. So four mana for a 3-2 Necron artifact creature with flying. It has Amnitic Exterminator, which means when Locust Heavy Destroyer enters the battlefield, each player sacrifices a creature, mm -hmm. including you. Not so bad to sacrifice this one, though, because as Unearth. It's sure. unearth for eight, five black, oh, black, that's black. A lot. But then you play it again, and everybody has to sack a creature again, and again, you could just sack this thing. So Sure. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. It's like Fleshbag Marauder sort of effect. Yeah, a little bit, but you can do it twice. Yeah, nice. All right, the next is uh, Lich Guard. Lich Guard. Yeah, two and a black. Artifact Creature Necron is a 2-3, and it has Guardian Protocols, which is three and a black. Sacrifice Lich Guard. Return all legendary creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. Okay. Cool. So this one comes with five. Four of them aren't going to be your commander. Yeah. They're probably going to your graveyard. And that might actually make you want your commander to go to the graveyard, too. Like sure, yeah. Like, go in there. All right. Uh, Necron Deathmark is the last one. These guys look cool, like the Stormtroopers of the Necrons, kind of. Three black black for a 5-3 artifact creature. Necron has Flash. Says Synaptic Disintegrator. When Necron Deathmark enters the battlefield, destroy up to one target creature and target player mills three cards. So Flash, you know, 187 creature, mills yourself probably three yeah. cards and is a 5-3 blocker. Not bad. Yeah, seems cool. Again, I like that it has low toughness because you might be able to go, boom, Flash, destroy something, block something else. It dies. Dying is good for you because you can get it back out of there or get some value out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And then... We have for uh, seven mana, the Necron Monolith is an artifact vehicle. It is flying and indestructible. That's pretty neat. And it is a 7-7. Seven, seven. And it has Eternity Gate. Whenever Necron Monolith attacks, mills, mill three cards. For each creature card milled this way, create a 2-2 two, two black Necron Warrior artifact creature token and crew four. Oh, cool. So if you, like, the, the tokens can eventually crew it, depending... Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like it's pretty easy to kind of keep crewing it, and then you're filling your graveyard, making stuff on the board, and I guess you can recur it later with other things. Seven mana is a lot, though. That's a, that's a tall price to play for a vehicle. Yep. Uh, all right, we are about halfway through the new cards. We're going to take a quick break and hear our me message from our sponsors. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the remainder of the new cards, plus we're going to do a breakdown of the reprint value in the deck. You know you want to hear about that. Stick around. We'll be right back. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find 
people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. All right, we are back. We are talking about the Necron Dynasties uh, pre con commander deck from. Well, the 40K, I, I want to say from for Warhammer 40K, but it's not from Warhammer no. 40K. It's the for Warhammer 40K Universes Beyond deck from Magic the Gathering. Right. All right. We've got a bunch more cards to go here, and then we're going to go into the stats and the reprint value of the deck. Let us continue. The next card is Necron Overlord. Two black black for a 2-5 artifact creature. Necron Noble has Relentless March. You pay X and tap the Necron Overlord, then tap X untapped artifact you control. Target opponent loses X life. Seems pretty good if you got a lot of treasure and yeah, stuff or something yeah. going on. That could be a, a win condition. Absolutely. All right. Up next is Night Scythe. This is three mana. It is an artifact vehicle at a 3-1 with flying. It has invasion beams. When Night Scythe enters the battlefield, create a 2-2 black Necron Warrior artifact creature token and then crew two. So, oh, so it can, ar- it can, can basically crew itself. crew itself right away. Yeah. No, oh, that makes it way better. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Okay. And if you can blink it a little bit or recur it, then I'll send you more extra tutus. A little bit of a token maker there. More likely to recur it than blink it in this deck. Right. Uh, The next card is Out of the Tombs. Two and a black for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, put two Eon counters on Out of the Tombs. Then mill cards equal to the number of Eon counters on it. If you would draw a card while your library has no cards in it, instead return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. If you can't, you lose the game. (laughs) Wow. Oh. So this mills you every turn, and it gets to be a lot, because it's going to mill you two, then four, then six, then eight. Uh, but, but nothing at first. You have to play it and get around, and then... Right, right. On, on your upkeep, it'll do two, and then the next one will do four. I mean, games don't really go as long where it's no. going to be up to 20, probably. But with a little proliferate and stuff, you might be yeah, able to sure. do that. Uh, I thought I was going to say you win the game, but it says <laughs> you just start returning creature cards from your graveyard, which is better. You can't... You know, this is not another Thassa's Oracle. Yeah. It's way more interesting. Than it is very interesting, game. yeah. I like it. Uh, up next is uh, Plasmancer. Plasmancer is two black black for an artifact creature, Necron Wizard, who is a 3-3. Three, three. Uh, this has Flying and Dynastic Advisor. When Plasmancer enters the battlefield, search your library for a basic swamp card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. Oh, hand. Yep. I was hoping it'd be Graveyard. It went from, oh, to, eh. Yeah. You uh, mean Battlefield? Huh? You want to put it in the, you don't want to put a land in the graveyard, right? Yeah, I thought it was Battlefield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was hoping it would ramp me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's hand. So oh well. Doesn't even really fix you because you have to have black to cast it. It just draws you a card, yeah. and that card is a swamp. All right. Next one is Psychomancer. One and a black for a one-one artifact creature. Necron Wizard has flying. I've noticed a lot of Necrons have flying. Yeah. I guess robots can just fly. They just have jets and stuff. Has uh, an ability called Harbinger of Despair. Whenever Psychomancer or another non-token artifact you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield or is put into exile from the battlefield, oh. target opponent loses one life and you gain one life. So non-token artifacts, 
if they die or get exiled, they drain target opponent, kind of like a blood artist. Yeah. Actually, it is a blood artist with just extra stuff going on, right? Yeah, but just for artifacts and stuff. Yeah. Blood artist for artifacts, yeah. Right. Blood artifacts. Okay, go. Yeah. Ignore that I said that last part. Quick, read the next card. It wasn't funny. <laughs> Resurrection Orb. <laughs> Cost two. It is an artifact equipment. Equipped creature has lifelink. Whenever equipped creature dies, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next instep. Equip four. Oh, so a little sort of nim death mantle thing going on here. Yeah, you don't have to pay similar. anything to bring it back. You yeah. just have to equip it again. Yeah, a little gift of more mortality sort of echoes of it. That that seems like that card could be useful in a lot of decks. Absolutely. Especially and if you can get like a Sigardizade and you're going to be equipping it at... And lifelink isn't nothing. Yeah. Like if you're putting that on something big and they have to block it and chump it and bring it back, that seems good. That seems like a card that might Or at least play. interesting. Yeah. All right, the next one is Royal Warden. Three black black for a 3-2 artifact creature Necron. It has Phalanx Commander. When Royal Warden enters the battlefield, create two tapped 2-2 black Necron Warrior artifact creature tokens. And then it has Unearth for three and a black, which is nice because you're going to Unearth, get your two tokens, and then Unearth makes you um, sacrifice or actually exile the card at the end step. But you get to keep the tokens. Yeah, so it just makes a bunch of tokens. Yeah, a little value. Up next is a Sautek Immortal. Uh, This is two and a black for a 2-2 artifact creature Necron. It has Flash. And it has the ability Elite Troops. Saltek Immortal enters the battlefield with a 1-1 counter on it for each creature that died this turn. Okay. This be a good follow-up to sacrificing a bunch of stuff or a board wipe or yep. makes a big creature. All right, the next one is Scepter of Eternal Glory. Four mana for a legendary artifact. This is one of the non-artifact creatures, non-vehicle, non-equipment. It's mm-hmm. just a regular artifact. Four mana, legendary artifact. You can tap, add one mana of any color. Not very good. Four mana taps for one color. But it has a second ability. Tap, add three mana of any one color. Activate only if you control three or more lands with the same name. Hmm. So if you have three basics of the same name. Yeah. That's, oh, so it's like monocolored it's, uh, payoff. Yeah, it seems pretty efficient if you have enough lands going on the whole I mean, thing. I hate to tell you, but Thran Dynamo is four mana and it taps for three mana. That already exists. It's not colored That's mana. True. But if you already have three lands of the same name, you probably don't need You already mana. got the color. Yeah. That's true. But maybe you want a second Thrawn Dynamo. So up next is Shard of the Nightbringer. This is five black, black, black. So eight total for an 8-8 eight, eight creature Catan. Or, uh, yeah, uh, the Catan, by the it's way. It's not a Necron? No, it's not. The Catan are like the Necron's former gods who, like, betrayed them. And oh, these then, aren't the ones they made a deal with to become immortal? They are the ones they made a well, deal with those, to become immortal. Well, but they betrayed them? So the... When they made them immortal, they took away their autonomy, and then eventually the Necrons sort of like got, it back. got back at them uh. and now have sort of enslaved their old gods. So okay. that's why they use the Catan or shards of their old gods to like to fight. And that's why it's eight mana because it's a god. It's big. Yeah, it's a okay. big deal. Um, this has flying and it has drain life. When Shard of the Nightbringer enters the battlefield, if you cast it, target opponent loses half their life rounded up. You gain life equal to the life lost this way. Oh, wow. So it's like a super Kakusho, I guess, for one part player. Yeah. And it's also an 8-8 flyer for eight. Yeah. I mean, that, that'll that do some damage. Uh, all right. The next one is Shard of the Voided Dragon. It's another one of those. They have dragons in, uh, uh, it's, it's the in Warhammer? V- dragon in sort of a... A voidy way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in a sci-fi way. Four black, 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 seven mana for a f- creature Catan flying seven seven. Mm-hmm. Hey, seven mana for a 7-7 seven, seven flyer. That one Makes eight. sense. Yeah. <laughs> it has Spear of the Void Dragon. Whenever Shard of the Void Dragon attacks, each opponent sacrifices a non-land permanent. Whenever it attacks, it annihilator once. Yeah, each basically. opponent, though. Yep. That's that's interesting. Uh, and then it has Matter Absorption. Whenever an artifact is put into a graveyard from the battlefield or is put into exile from the battlefield, put two 1-1 one, one counters on Shard of the Void Dragon. Interesting that we're seeing multiple cards that, that are saying, like, if something... Uh, dies yeah. or is exiled do this thing. It's clear they don't want exile effects to just like turn the card off. Yeah, and but they're, they, they didn't say leaves the battlefield so they don't want bounce effects yeah. to work in the same way. It's interesting. It just has to be eliminated. In interesting design choices being made here. Up next is a uh, Scorpec Destroyer. This is two black black for a 4-2 artifact creature Necron. It has Death Touch and it has Hyperphase Threshers. Uh, whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, Scorpec Destroyer gains first strike until end of turn. Which I heard is good with Death Touch. Yep. Okay. The next one is Scorpec Lord. What are the Scorpec? 
They're just like a type of. They're like a faction Necron. within the faction. Yeah, you see those like cool blades they've got. Yeah, they, they've got these like green power blades sort of thing. That's their thing. I think that's their thing. Yeah. Okay, Scorpec Lord is two and a black for a three-two artifact creature. Necron Noble has menace. We call that Menace. It also has an uh, an ability command. Oh, command protocols. We've seen this on something else. Other artifact creatures you control get plus one plus zero oh, and have menace. That's nice. a different command protocol than before, though. Yeah, but. Command protocol just must mean give artifact creatures an ability. Yeah. Yeah. Plus one, plus one, and menace is good. And it also has unearth for two and a black. So you can get it back for one turn. Very cool. Up next, Technomancer. This is five black, black for a five, one artifact creature, Necron Wizard. When Technomancer enters the battlefield, mill three cards, then return any number of artifact creature cards with total mana value six or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Interesting. So you pay seven mana for this, but you get six more th- mana yeah. worth of stuff if you have things in your graveyard. Sure, which you probably will in this deck. And then you can probably sack this or get into the graveyard and recur it and yeah, keep doing find that. Yeah, a way to keep kind of getting that. It is seven mana, but uh, but that's a decently powerful effect. Might also be good with a scrap trawler in there. Yep. Okay. The next one is uh, The War in Heaven. This is a saga. It is three black, black, black for six mana. Chapter one, you draw three cards and lose three life. Chapter two, mill three cards. Chapter three, choose up to three target creature cards with total mana value eight or less in your graveyard. Return each of them to the battlefield with a Necrodermis counter on it. Their artifacts in addition to their other types. So it gets creature cards out of the graveyard, turns them into artifacts. This is not one of the new sagas where you can choose to start on any chapter. You have to start on chapter one. You got to read the whole thing. Yep. Um... Yeah, okay. All right. Up next is their name is Death. And I, I like these cards that, the, that actually have like, these, these are like lines from the Necron like lore and stuff like oh, okay. that. Yeah, the next one kind of works with it too. This is three black, black, black. So six total for a sorcery. Destroy all non-artifact creatures. So just Could a be a one-sided wipe. board wipe, yeah. Probably one-sided Probably on is. this board, right? In this deck, for sure. I don't think we've seen... Have we even seen it? Oh, yeah, the Catans are creatures yeah, that aren't artifacts. Most Catan ain't artifacts. Almost all of them are artifacts. Uh, all right. The next one is their number is Legion. So that's part of their, like... Yeah, like their name is, like is their Death, code their number is Legion. Uh, it's, yeah. it's like a poem about them or something? Yeah. All right. Their number is Legion is black, 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 black. So four black and X for a sorcery. Create X tapped 2-2 two, two black Necron warrior artifact creature tokens. Then you gain life equal to the number of artifacts you control, and you exile their number's legion, this card. You may cast their number is legion from your graveyard. So if you ever mill this into your graveyard, you can cast it at, basically as flashback. Yeah. So you're never gonna you're not gonna be able to cast it twice by like casting it and then casting it from your graveyard, but you can not worry about getting into your hand. So that's neat. Yeah, interesting. All right. What's Up the next, next one? Tomb Blade. This is four black black for a 5-4 artifact creature Necron. It is flying. Whenever Tomb Blade deals combat damage to a player, that player loses life equal to the number of creatures they control unless they sacrifice a creature. And it has an earth for six black black. All right. The next one is Tomb Fortress. This is a land. Tomb Fortress enters the battlefield tapped. You can tap it to add black to your mana pool, or you can pay two black, 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 so six mana, and tap the Tomb Fortress and exile the Tomb Fortress. Okay, they really want to You can only do this once, yep. And what you do when you do that is you mill four cards, then return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Activate only as a sorcery. Still, a land that eventually recurs a creature straight to the battlefield. Uh, yeah. Pretty powerful. That's not bad. Yep. Yeah, a little reanimate on a land. Up next is the Triarch Praetorian. This is one in a black for a 2-1 with flying, and it has dynastic codes. When Triarch Praetorian enters the battlefield from a graveyard, you draw two cards, and you lose two life. And it has unearth, four, and a black. All right. It's a nice little value card. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. All right, one more car- new card left, and it is a Triarch Stalker. Triarch must be kind of like those uh, Scorpex, another yeah, faction yeah, within I the faction. It's, it's another. All right, Triarch Stalker is three black black for a four five Necron artifact creature. It has targeting relay. So at the beginning of combat on your turn, choose an opponent. Creatures attacking the last chosen player have menace. So it gives your creatures menace against that player, and then the other your other opponents 
menace against that player until your next combat when you could change who that player is. So not exactly like goad, but certainly incentivizes everybody to beat up on one person. That's pretty interesting. Cool design there. I like that. Um, all right. Those are the 42 new cards in the deck. Again, five legendary creatures and then a whole bunch of artifacts for the most part that that is it that that was a bunch of cards for a, a new commander deck it's That's a crazy amount of cards and yeah. considering there are four of these decks and i don't think there's really any overlap we're looking at 160 or so new cards um okay if you're only here for the new cards we appreciate you sticking around and uh, hope you enjoyed the video. For the rest of you, we are going to break down the stats of this deck and the reprint value so you can kind of see, you know, what the value is um, like we always do. Let's start with the stats, stats, stats. All right. Necron Dynasty's deck stats. There are 14 ramp cards, seven card draw cards, a little bit low, Yep. five targeted removal cards, also seems also low. low. Yeah. yeah, there's. I think there's some edict sacrifice effects that yeah. are kind of propping up uh, that we didn't include, but would maybe sort of count in a similar category. Maybe and then for that a bit. Yeah, and then there are four board wipes, which I would think a deck like this could be high on the board wipes because you don't care as much when your creatures die because you're going to recur them. Um, seems Almost all board wipes are one-sided board wipes when you have a ton of ways to get things back from the graveyard and the opponents don't. So. Yeah, and then the card draw seems a little low. Again, you do get value out of your graveyard because of Zazeric uh, or Zazeric or whatever. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's accounting for that a little. I would want a little more card draw and target removal, I think. There are 49 artifacts in the deck. That's pretty which good. Which is very high, yeah. yeah. E even for artifact themes decks, you know, f half your deck, I mean, including lands, is is one card type. That tells you a thing. You're going to hit artifacts. Yep. There are 19 artifact support cards, and then there are 27 graveyard synergy cards. So the deck really has a very clear theme of what it, it's doing. It's recurring yeah. artifact creatures from the graveyard. Uh, so the total deck contents are 42 new cards, which we just talked about. That only leaves room for 28 reprints. So it's going to be interesting as we talk about reprint value to try and put that in perspective because usually pre-cons have 60 you know, or so reprints, like a uh -huh. high number, much higher number. Um, and there are 30 basic lands in this deck, which I was kind of like, because, yeah, that's just a lot of basics to put into the deck. Um, there are a lot of new cards, and I understand the only place to get the Warhammer theme basics is going to be in these decks, so maybe there's that argument to be made, but still... 30 basics. Like, I feel like we could probably do better than that. Um, we could have squeezed in five to eight more reprints and still had 20 basic lands in the deck and it would have been fine, I think. It does prob It does at least mean that when you're playing it, it probably is gets you the colors you need pretty easy because, you know, basics gonna get have, you there in mono black. It's true, but there are a lot of lands that produce black that are not basic. Yes. Okay, let's talk about the financial value of the deck. Remember, whenever we do these, all the prices are taken prior to the deck being revealed. Because we're the one revealing it. So there's no way for us to get the prices, you know, after that point. Um, and remember, this number is only going to be the reprint value. It does not take into account the secondary market prices of the new cards. Because, again, we do not know that at the time of recording. So the reprint value for this deck is $67.18. Which feels low when you just look at the number compared to, you know, pre-cons of the past but again yeah. remember there are very few reprints in this deck there are only 28 and usually pre-con decks have more than double that amount of reprints yeah so, uh, honestly it's not bad when you kind of look at it from that point of view yeah it, and and we tried to sort of get some context here for how good or bad this is in relation to decks of the past but it is difficult to make this comparison again because predicting the possible price of new cards is really iffy we Especially don't see with this number of new cards if just one or two of them become like pretty valuable it could really throw things off but. yeah is there a doxide extortionist in here is there a fierce guardianship is there a jessica's will type i guess that jessica's will was from a booster box set but sure you get what but. i'm saying and i don't think from the cards we read off there felt like there was anything on that level but even stuff that's of like black market connections level you know which yeah. i put like you know can still significantly impact the value of the deck, and it's just hard to predict. So what we did is we had um, Truck kind of break down the average price of new cards from a Commander product over the course of a number of years. Yeah. And then and just come up with a number that was like, on average, any new Commander card is a, worth about this amount. Yeah. And so we're hoping or thinking, or at least logically you could say that these 42 cards in this deck will probably average out to around the same average number. Some will be lower, some will be higher, but will they be drastically different than all the new cards of the past? 
Probably not, or at least probably not enough for comparison. And if they all came out as exactly average from what we had there, then the the interpolated deck price, as we've been calling it, is $110.15. Which, again, doesn't mean anything in a void, right? Because it only means something in comparison to if we do run those same right. numbers now for decks of the past. So let's look at what the interpolated deck price would have been for decks of the past. So we can see in Ikoria 2020, the adjusted value would have been $110. So about the same as this deck. Mm -hmm. uh, Strixhaven was 114. Yep. Forgotten Realms, 130. And then uh, Midnight Hunt was 118. Crimson for... Vow, 90. Neon Dynasty, 89. New Capenna, 111. And then Baldur's Gate, 114. So I think we're actually almost exactly in the middle of this. It's not on the low end with the 90 and 89. It's maybe a little slightly on the low end. The 110 value is below the 114, the 130, but in line with New Capenna and Ikoria, which were 110 and 111 respectively. So this is, pro you know, in the 50, 50th percentile or maybe 45th percentile, somewhere in there. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think it's fine. It's not like incredible, but again, a ton of new cards, no way to know their value. So it could be this deck ends up being very worth the value. And, and whatever Huge the room for variation on this estimate. Yeah. And whatever the number is, 110 is a lot more than you're going to pay for this deck uh, yep. off the shelf. So mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's disappointing. I think it's fine. And then once we look at, we're going to look at the major reprints here. As we always do, the cards that are worth $5 or more, the cards that are worth $2 or more. And for only 28 reprints, this is actually quite good. Uh, the cards that are $5 or more, there are four of them. The first one is Darkness, which is $16 uh, yeah. at the time of this recording. So that's a really good reprint. Living Death, a card that sees a lot of play. Uh, yeah, I like Living Death a lot. That's a great one. Yeah, $8.50. Mm -hmm. uh, Caged Sun, another card that sees quite a bit of play, $7.00. Mystic Forge, that's a $6 card at the time of this recording. So we have four very solid $5 and up cards. And I think, you know, with only 28 reprints, there's some pre-con decks from the past that don't even have four cards worth over $5 yeah. reprint out of like 60 reprints. So that's definitely nice. Yep. And then there are a couple cards that are worth $2 or more. Um, there are nine cards. Yeah. So Does there are nine cards total $2 or more. Yeah, five, this four, is, that's four of those are the five dollar cards. The five ones we yeah. just did. So the ones that are left are Gilded Lotus, which is four fifty. Endless Atlas, four fifty. Reliquary Tower, three seventy five. Popular in a lot of decks. Yep. Thought Vessel, uh, three fifty. Do you remember not too long ago when Thought Vessel was more like fifteen dollars? Oh just yeah, Thought Vessel was. Woo. Yeah, and then Mutilate, which is two seventy five. Okay, so again, a pretty decent list here considering only twenty eight reprints. I think the. Uh, the major thing, honestly, if they just maybe not have 30 basic lands and put in like five or six more reprints, we would probably be easily, all you need is about uh -huh. five or six more dollars of value, and this is in the upper echelon of sort of uh, pre-cons. Absolutely. So, yep. Okay. Uh, we should note, we're not going to talk about every card. We've we've almost talked about every card at this point, but there are some of the reprints that we haven't gone into in some of the lands. If you want to see the full deck list, it will be linked in the show notes. Make sure to check that out. And I guess as a wrap-up here, Jordan, before we let everybody go... We're in a position here, and you especially even more than me, where we've actually played these decks against each other a few times. We don't know at this time when exactly the other decks are going to be revealed. Yeah, I think they're all so. being revealed today, but before or after, so we don't want to spoil anything about the other we gotta decks. we got to be vague about stuff. But, you know, having seen this deck in action, maybe played it, you know, how do you feel about it? This deck's real good. I, I, I was very impressed by this deck. Like, right off the bat, I was like, oh, I don't know about this. But seeing it in action, it has a lot of graveyard synergy. It, it blows up really fast. And every time it's dealt with, it comes back very fast, which is perfect for the Necrons. That's, that's how they are. Like, they're actually one of the most powerful factions in 40k right now. And their whole thing is even when you destroy a bunch of them, they just keep on coming back. So that's that was my impression when uh, we played with the decks as well, mm -hmm. which was just like, geez, that deck recovers really. Quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, OK, boy, that's a problem. Deal with it. And you're like, good. Dealt with it. And then the very next turn, you're like, wait, I got to deal with it again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, OK. To the listeners, what do you think about the Necron Dynasties deck? Are you excited about it? What new cards do you think 
you would slot perfectly in if you were upgrading the deck? Or what cards from the deck are you going to take out and put into your existing decks? It's going to be interesting to see people's sort of tolerance level for taking 40k cards and putting them into other decks or allowing themselves to put cards into this deck that are from outside the 40k universe. It's tough because the cards look so good yeah. together and it's very, very thematic. So... It feels wrong to take one out. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the other side where I don't really care because that's not sure. to me. Like I don't, it doesn't. You know, I don't really care what the card. You know, I want the art to look good, but it doesn't. Right, I'm but not it's more about the mechanic. Up. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I understand people like that th that, and, and it's a part of the game. Okay, if you want to get your hands on this deck or any of the other Warhammer 40k decks or any of the Dominion United stuff or even Brothers Wars, probably right on the horizon. Infinity's coming out. Tons of stuff. You know, you're gonna buy Magic cards. Channel Fireball dot com slash command is the best place to go to get all of your magic needs satisfied they have great prices great service every vendor on the channel fireball marketplace is a licensed business which means you get really good service and you also get really good prices especially on sealed product and things of that nature because they go through the wbn they get the good distributor prices they pass it on to you channel fireball dot com slash commands or you can use code command at checkout and of course once you get those cards just like we have done here we practice what we preach right this is the necron dynasty's deck it is in ultra pro sleeves in fact it is in necron themed yeah i mean ultra look, pro sleeves every card in the deck looks like uh 40k how are you not going to have the sleeves look 40k right you're not going to have the deck Come box on. look 40k <laughs> so yeah ultra pro has all the stuff you need to fully theme out your deck if that is something that is important to you if on the other hand, like me, what is important to you is protecting those cards and making sure they don't get damaged. Well, Ultra Pro is also the best at that. And they also make things like wall scrolls and dice. I really love their Eclipse dice because they're super, super clear. We've been talking uh -huh. about this, playing over Spell Table or, or we're making content. Of course, you want your dice to be, you know, easy to read. Yep. Eclipse dice are really, really good. So ultrapro.com slash command is our affiliate link, and that is the place to go. If you go to your LGS and they don't have what you want or it's just you're having trouble finding things, you know, not everybody when they're a brick and mortar store can carry every piece of merchandise that Ultra Pro carries, but ultrapro.com slash command has a lot of it, has almost all of it, and they have access to stuff from the past at very good prices. They're always doing discounts and sales. Um, all right, we appreciate everybody who uses our sponsors. It really does help out the show. We're going to skip the end step on this one because uh, we're going to be talking a lot about 40K. We're not even done yep. with Dominion United, but we'll be back with end steps soon enough. One last thing before we go. Big thanks to our amazing team here at the Command Zone, which is Damon Lenz, Ashlyn Rose, Arthur Meadowcroft, Craig Blanchett, Lady Danger, Manson Lung, Ashlyn Rose a second time, Josh Murphy, <laughs> Jake Boss, Patrick Nan, Jordan Bridgen, Sam Waldo, Gaurav Galati, Jamie Block, Evan Limberger, and Mitch Trafford. Special thanks to Truck Tie for compiling all the stats and numbers for this episode. I should shout out Jimmy Wong as well, since he's not here. And then, of course, shout out to Jeffrey Palmer for the living card animations that begin uh, and end our show. And also for some of the window animations behind us, I believe he did do this, uh, what is this called? Cabal Stronghold. Yes, right. Yep. And you can find Jeffrey uh, on Twitter at LivingCardsMTG. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. See you next time. Peace. Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> <laughs>